0: In there to tell you that it was Sade, hey, nobody.
1: They're telling you're telling me that's pronounced Sade. It's pronounced S A D E, Sade. Get the fuck out of here. What were you saying about Sade? Dude, uh, mommy didn't explain to us that oh, wasn't, yeah. that George, wasn't a white lady singing our them parents, songs. Mommy and daddy. Yeah. That's like a, but that's like a New Jersey
0: thing. Isn't <laughs> yeah. It? I don't know. I, yeah, I really don't. We, I think it's a Philly thing.
2: We've you been flamed so. for this before. It mm-hmm.
0: could also be, it's also like a country thing you think yeah 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 yeah. country people call their parents mommy and daddy
1: (laughs) well actually to be honest with you it's not from it's not from our father's side i think it's from mommy because she calls her mother and her father mommy and daddy my dad doesn't call his dad dad (laughs) because they haven't talked since he was in his 20s so like he calls that guy george we're rolling (laughs) i
2: guess we should get this started yeah I i got a little something for us too oh god some new interest
1: Welcome of. back, everybody. We're here down in Baltimore with some familiar faces and a new one. Raymond, bring him in, everybody.
2: With a guest this week. A pretty awesome one.
3: Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. Hold
2: on, wait, 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 George. Today we have someone very special in the pod to get into some interesting meat related topics. I've heard people consider him a meat lord.
0: That's really embarrassing.
2: Not necessarily a Baltimore native. But he's kinda made his name here um in the food scene. And over the years he's acquired a lot of nicknames. Like what? One of them being the Scarlet Fever.
0: Nobody fucking called me that.
2: The Charm City Crimson? (laughs) Seam Daddy. (laughs) Also I've heard somebody say the meat miser?
0: First of all, you're making all this stuff. There's no, no I've, heard, I've heard all the no same way, nicknames, no honestly. Way. No I've one heard,
1: fucking I've heard a couple good ones, there. too. Someone called you the Gumbo Garcon, um, <laughs> the John Cena of Barbecue Meats, and the Spicoli of Meatmont High. I mean, those are just names going around the city, bud. I mean, I was, I was in a little hole in the wall, and they were like, you, have you met Spicoli? <laughs> but yeah, today we have a highly regarded chef here. We have my friend, George Marsh, Aww. the king here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. How are you doing? It's great. I'm
0: good. George yeah. Marsh. Great. It's like
1: Stan. He's also the Stan Marsh of the Meat World. I'd say
0: <laughs> we have been thinking about rebranding meat as what? The Scarlet Fever. Did
1: you know? Have-
3: <laughs>
0: Well, you know, like it's just not like Big a, red. That's a, I guarantee good you that if like I was if I was trying to go on to some sort of like uh, food network show that there's no way they'd be OK with just calling me George Marsh. <laughs> Turn it into something else. Dan's sure that's why like we haven't been noticed yet. It's because of my name.
2: You need like two initials before Marsh. GK Marsh. What
0: he thinks is really hilarious is that sometimes when I tell people what well, my name is, I'll say George but they'll mishear it and think I say torch. Uh, and so I get that. He, too. Thinks I, he thinks I should be called Torch Marsh. That's actually a good name. It's
3: like, hey,
1: my name's Torch Marsh. We're here to talk about sandwiches. <laughs> yes.
2: People think I say Brandon or Brad sometimes when I say my name, and I'm like, yeah, no.
1: Sometimes I'll just be like, yeah, that's it. Oh, dude, my neighbor. <laughs> uh, my name is Declan, obviously, and uh, my neighbor refused. She's refused to learn my name. She calls me Derek. <laughs> she, Derek, how's your baby? I'm like, god damn it, Patty, oh, Patty, Patty. dude, Patty's my a piece old, of shit. Dude, my, old, <laughs> oh, my old racist asshole neighbor. Dude, she's
0: insane. Oh, wow, well, I thought for a minute you were talking about the Patty from 29th Street Tavern. No, no. There's a lot of dirtbag Patties around here. Long John's. Here. Oh, okay. Long John's Silver's? No, it's like a neighborhood bar. It, it used to be called Long John's. Now it's called 29th Street Tavern, but Patty was this, like, really... Baltimore
1: bartender. (laughs) Um, That's funny. What do you think of Long John Silver's? How do you feel about like the 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 fast food chain? I don't even know. I don't
0: think I've been to a long... Uh, it's probably since middle school, since I've been to one. I subsided on them. <laughs> I, I, like, we used to live next
1: to a Taco Bell Long John Silver's. Remember that? Yeah, the combo. And <laughs> I, I sold fundraiser cards one year, and it was a buy one, get one free entree from Long John Silver's. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd go in there and like, give me two of the fish dude, platters, Mike. You're out there pushing weight, Long uh, John's, dude. Like I got extra push name? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Javier was there until 11 every day. <laughs> I was like, but don't give me that last week shit. Give me that today shit. <laughs> That's fucking funny. Fucking fresh attic pussy. <laughs> Dude, you Long love John fast food.
0: Aren't they the one, they like, they got like totally shut down for some sort of weird like, I, like a, a I French grass in the fryer or like somebody. There's some story about like how all the employees had like sores all over their arms <laughs> or something like that. that <laughs> it, was like, it was like a disease
1: going through it's the like place. Staff infection outbreak. Yeah, it was something like that. I remember. Like Ohio. I don't remember, but so why I brought that up is Raymond uh, has like introduced a little bit of your story to me, and part of what we want to talk about today one is the meats. I like the meats, of course. This is a house of God meats, right? We say a little prayer sometimes, (laughs) their favorite. Yeah. favorites. He's told me a little bit about your humble beginnings, which I was really interested by. Knowing that we were getting into this interview, I wanted to hear a little bit about it. So like, I heard you were, uh, uh, did you grow up in the South? A little bit. Where are you from originally? Where did you, where were you born? where did you, where were you raised? Where'd you come up?
0: I was born in El Paso, Texas. Interesting. But we didn't live there very long. I think I was one year old when we moved actually up to Falston, Maryland.
1: Interesting. That's I got. when I was... Two completely different
0: places. Two or three. We moved to uh, Ocean Springs, Mississippi. Damn!
1: Military family?
0: No, my dad worked for uh, Lockheed Martin. So interesting. We kind of got moved around a lot. They very rare. places all over the world. So big family? No, tiny family.
1: Are you like one like one of one or what do you have?
0: No, I have I have two sisters, one younger, one older. Uh, but the rest of our family is very. Like, we're not one of those families with lots of people. Yeah. We don't mm. keep in contact because everybody lives all over the country. Yeah. And mm. there's well, been a lot of feuding. We have
2: blood vendettas in our family. We don't <laughs> yeah. We don't talk to sides of We're family.
1: Italian. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: I think that extends to pretty much everyone. Because yeah. there's yeah. a, pretty much we don't talk to anyone except aside from our immediate family at this yeah. point. But.
1: So you're the middle child? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Middle child. Yeah. I like that. You're the weirdos. Man. Yeah, right. <laughs> you're, the weirdo- you're not a cancer, too, <laughs> are you? That's what they say. Weirdos. Yeah. I I was very intrigued by your story of like, when did you start cooking? When did you get into the food industry? What was your, fir- actually, I'll ask this. What was your first job? Was it something food related or was it something completely opposite? I was uh, an obsessive skateboarder in my teens.
3: Voice.
0: And, uh, you know, when you're skateboarding every day, all the time, you need new shoes all the time. You need new boards all the time. You need, you know, wheels and trucks and breaking boards and, you know going through a pair of shoes every like week or two um so i needed money my parents were tired of you know they weren't really the kind of parents to just give me you know like what anything I, they, I mean they you know they were nice great parents yeah. but they were they always wanted me to try, you know they had to work for what i mm, what i got They yeah, wanted absolutely. to make sure that i wasn't one of those kids that grew up never having a job or never having worked so yeah when i was 15 i got a job the only job I could get was a, a busser at Ruby Tuesday.
3: Yeah. That sounds really
0: so, fun. So as as the busser, you had to uh, you had to prep. So you came in, did prep for like a couple hours before service. And then, uh, but you're really prepping like the salad bar. You know, Ruby Tuesday has like that big ass salad bar. Where yeah. was this Tuesdays at? Where were you at in the country at this point? This, this was in Bel Air. So, oh, so... We stopped at Mississippi, but there are other places that I lived. <laughs> so, but, like, that Ruby Tuesdays was in Bel Air, Maryland? Yeah, it's gone now. But, um, yeah, that was my first job. And <laughs> I left in a really funny way, at least <laughs> like, for a 15-year-old.
1: She like a fucking Ollie off the table in the middle of the dining <laughs> so, room. Like, fuck the system, man! <laughs> well, it was actually
0: I worked there for probably a year, and it was a really weird place. I mean, you had to, like—my job as a busser was also, like— stocking the salad bar and keeping it maintained and mm-hmm. stuff
1: were you the only busser there
0: yeah That's so it nice. was actually a pretty hard job just as far as like the physical there was no like bus cart so i was like bussing every table Damn, they were busy and i was like maintaining the salad bar and like doing prep i was probably horrible at all of it
1: but <laughs> take pride in it take real a lot just, of pride just one <laughs> day all
0: my friends were like skating around they were like downtown or in Air. i don't know if there's even really a downtown but we were down there and I was working and they all kind of like were skating around the restaurant and I could see them like going around the windows and they were like fucking with me while I was working. I, th- I just so happened to also have like a stomach ailment that night. And I was just like hurting that probably I like, I probably had to shit. I don't know. Like, <laughs> no, you're like, like a teenager. You don't know. Like, I don't know why my stomach hurts. What is hurts wrong with so me?
1: I'm just pissed off and tired all the time. You're <laughs> a teenager.
0: But I was like, I kind of had it with that job. And I was like, this sucks. All my yeah. friends are having fun. I'm here, like, busting tables and getting people's leftover foods all over my hand. It was, <sighs> it was gross. It was a gross job. and And, like, you know, for like a nice restaurant, I think that there can be like a way to do it well. But at Ruby Tuesday it was just like it was just like slop.
1: Yeah. Well, how how old were you at this point when you were doing 15. that? Fifteen. Fifteen. So had, had did anybody else in your family ever work in hospitality in the in the food industry, anything like that? No. You were the trailblazer. Like you can't. There's like no going home to be like, dude, I was in the weeds like, like, <laughs> earlier. And your family just doesn't want to hear about it, or they have no
0: way to relate to it. Well, I guess my dad, my dad did work. As a kind of, he wasn't a butcher, but he worked in a butcher shop when he was in either high school or college. And um, Interesting. he So he did like, I don't know, roundsman type stuff. He wasn't like butchering meat, but he was like sharpening knives and oh, okay. doing things like that. for Helping. Mm-hmm. He was a helper. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the night that I quit at Ruby Tuesdays, I was basically just like in the middle of the dining room and they were like, Ride me about getting to the next table to the next table to bus stuff. And I was the only one there. And I'm like, stomach's killing me. And my friends are outside, like, hanging out. And I just, like, dropped my bus tub in the middle of the dining room. And I was like, you know what? Fuck this yeah. place. This fuck, place you. Sucks. fuck you. I, yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. And they were like, chill out, chill out. Everybody was like, trying to get me to calm down. But I was like, a, like, fiery young kid. Yeah. And I was just like, this place fucking sucks. I
3: hate dude, it here.
1: Went out of blazing. So You're I on just, fire, dude. I just quit. That's awesome.: in a Mick Twister out the door. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. It was so speaking of your skating career, what was the move you told people for years that you did that you were like, "I fucking landed that like a year and a half ago. fucking sweet. I got it on video, but I can't find the tape. What do you What was your I mean, favorite man. move, george? what was your What was your best move if you were to tell people like, "Oh, I could do like a 360 alley like,
0: uh, the thing I think all my friends knew me for was Try probably flip. the hard the hard flip Yeah. Mm-hmm. A hard flip or the front
1: side flip. I'm known for the hard fall. I suck at
0: skateboarding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. well, yeah,
1: that's hilarious. That's awesome. Yeah, I
0: was uh,
1: not amazing,
0: but
2: so you were in Falston, Maryland, and then you moved somewhere else. You, you said you were. So we home. were in
0: Mississippi, oh, okay. and from there we moved to Japan. Yeah, <laughs> moved to Nagasaki.
1: How old were you when you finally moved to Nagasaki? Nagasaki. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I
0: guess nine
1: or so it was fourth grade. End of third grade, we moved to to Japan. Yeah, so we're a little out of order here. So it was Mississippi, Japan, and then when did you you, you came back to Maryland from Japan? No, yeah, then we moved to New Mexico. Yeah, <laughs> Man, this, this is
2: hard
0: to it keep
1: track. It was a hard of. transition yeah. for a kid. Dude, the, that's
0: culture shock in three different ways. Yeah, Deep South, Japan, <laughs> and then to New Mexico, which is like you know Southwest.
1: Also, like the
2: Delmarva Del Peninsula. You were telling me. You were yeah. telling me about they would. The school kids would do something to you in Japan?
0: Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, well, Japanese culture is definitely different than ours as far as... <laughs> what's weird is that they're modest in a lot of ways. Yeah. But then when it comes to, like, weird sexual stuff, they're just like... There's no...
1: Like that's there the are line. no rules. <laughs> oh, there's no rules.
0: I mean, I, I, mean, there might be now. But when we were there, I mean, like, they would do stuff like... We were on a swim team, for instance. <laughs> I don't know if I should be even saying this on the camera. <laughs> <Right>. But... <laughs> <laughs> you should hear the next question. Was <laughs> <going to ask. laughs> don't worry, we can cut molested, anything. I then. don't know. I might have been. <laughs> that ball was touched. Uh, yeah. So we were on the swim team, and like you're wearing a speedo. No, the yes. girls are wearing their, you know, their swimming thing, whatever. Yeah. One piece. One piece suit. Uh, and so they would do this thing where, like, when you went to go sit down on the bench, they put a finger up on the bench. And you go sit on their finger, like with your speedo on. <laughs> but, like finger goes up your butt. Unless you're like really clean. It was the teacher? <laughs> the teacher was doing the that? instructors <laughs> would do it to the kids also.
3: Dude, that's, <laughs> creepy. That's, weird, bro.
0: that's the and the and other stuff. I mean, I was on a baseball team too. i I quit because of the, the molestation.
1: <laughs> Dude. That's how show Hyatt Otani got good. They are like one finger in your <laughs> butthole every day. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, like, when you were in Nagasaki, did you, like, walk around with this air, like, yeah, I'm American, say something. It wasn't, it was <laughs> not hard for
0: them to to recognize that we did not belong there. I mean, I was the only red-headed person that probably has ever stepped foot in They've never in seen Nagasaki. a ginger before. <laughs> also, no, I mean, they would literally, like, there would be groups of kids that would, like, school kids dressed in their, like, Sailor Moon outfits running down the street, and they would all... Either grab or or smack my hair as they went by. So like thirty kids would run by, like smacking and grabbing
1: my hair, and what I, the fuck? I, I would be so mad. Is there any like type of distaste for America? Surprise! did mean, become a no. They love- we blew up Nakasaki. No, That's why I asked that question. Yeah. N-
2: well, so
0: o- only on like the anniversary, yeah. then they kind of at I this point. Remember. I don't know if things are different now, but when we were ki- when we were kids, there they were basically like Americans should stay home on this day. Like, yeah. don't go out. Should probably. Um, but. They they were very excited about Americans. They were very very. Their hospitality is incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean they're they're they are amazing people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love you know I would love to go back. The food is incredible. I,
1: I'm you very know. intrigued by the Japanese culture.
0: Yeah, they just have some weird sexual stuff going on that I, I feel like they. <laughs> they need to also work blur out
1: all <laughs> the wieners and and
0: pussies. I don't know why they're doing that. <laughs> but I mean you know aside from that I mean they're they were. Amazing, amazing people, and um, the food, dude. The food is insane. Yeah, I think that's where I, I think where I started to get into food. Yeah, was in Japan. Like it was hard, also because you know you're a third grader from from Mississippi. Yeah, moved to Japan. So like, if you want pizza, I don't know why, but all their pizza tastes like fish. I don't. (laughs) If there's no fish on it, it tastes like fish. (laughs) But um, we did once after some time we kind of got used to it and then started like really getting into the food and it was amazing going to all the restaurants
1: and did like, your family uh, and, and like parents like the culture there too like did the, did your dad uh struggle with all this traveling or did he like he, he loves fr- it did he yeah he, really? he sightseeing traveling learning the language do they travel so are your parents still alive yeah okay so uh, we're young that's why i have to ask people yeah, stop yeah, people parents, all the time so um is he retired now mm-hmm. do they travel like crazy they just stay at home and never leave ever again pretty much yeah it's fucking <laughs>
3: that's, that's crazy what, that's what it'll do I, you. I, I don't know i, I don't what know what uh,
0: yeah i don't know i don't
1: I, i'm I scared mean, of that i they, love traveling that's what i do for a living and then i'm waiting for like once i get off the road i'm like we're never fucking leaving again <laughs>
0: like, i don't know if it's as much my my dad that doesn't want to travel as much my mom loves being at home mm. she gotcha. just loves where do they live now? uh hilton head south carolina
1: Oh, it's beautiful there. Why wouldn't you? I
0: mean, yeah, I mean, it is beautiful there. And they have a nice house and they garden all the time. So yeah, all that, they do is garden.
1: Sounds good. buddy of mine was the GM for the properties at Tall Pines Resorts there. it was. It, he loved it there. I mean, sea Pines? Sea Pines. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah, Sea Pines. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful property. There's like seven different verticals of like restaurants there and everything. And they all like rotate on different schedules and whatnot. He was like overseeing food and beverage and everything. It was incredible. Yeah. It's pretty cool.
0: It's a, it's a really nice place.
1: Nice. So... Have you only ever worked in the food industry? Did you ever do any like construction or anything? Any any goofy jobs beyond that? Or was it always? I had uh,
0: only jobs that I was fired from. Really? So I had, I I got a job at Record and Tape Traders uh, because my sister had worked there for years and was like the best employee. Like she was like their favorite person. Yeah. She went off to college. And I don't know if that was the point where I was like, oh, like I'll take her position because she's leaving. So I like quit my, my restaurant job because I wanted to get out. I wasn't enjoying cooking. It was corporate places. So mm-hmm. That kind of cook- it's not really cooking. Yeah, you're in the kitchen. You know how to like do stuff in the kitchen, but you don't really know how to cook. That's so. Where,
1: what place was that you were cooking at at that point? I think Bertucci's. Interesting.
0: Interesting. Bertucci's. Is that the Italian Bertucci's? chain? Yeah. It's like a. I've yeah. never been there. Like it's, an Olive Garden.
1: Like a Magiana's, Yeah, kind of.
2: Yeah. Right? Kind
0: of. yeah. I, but I think it's like localish. Yeah. It's like a localish chain.
1: Yeah, they're like a. I've I've seen they're like a. I forget what restaurant group they're a part of but they're like a three person like a three restaurant group
0: yeah i don't know yeah i don't know but i left there to go work at record and tape traders and was just like the dumbest
1: person there i had no no business being there i like i don't know if i'm like it's the music industry right like obviously like records and all that like it
0: it was just a yeah record and tapes you could like like what would you do there you could trade you could trade in your old cds or records or tapes um and then Get new ones, and you could buy used stuff there. It was—it was actually a really cool. That sounds store. dope,
3: honestly. They had
0: a bunch of them around here.
3: Really? Um mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, they all closed, but you know, obviously, I guess that doesn't even really. Aside from maybe record stores now, yeah. Like this, but Boutique aside from that, shit now. yeah, I couldn't even like. They would give me like a stack of CDs to like put back in like alphabetical order, and like I don't know what was wrong with me, but like I like couldn't do it. <laughs> I, I like just became like a total <laughs> moron when I like when I got a job there. It was that's just, hilarious. I was out of my element. I think they thought I was stealing. Well they did they did think I was stealing. You, let's get it straight. You I were was stealing. Not. <laughs> I I've I was never just been borrowing a, gently. I've never been a theft. Thief. <laughs> okay. Like I just never have. I, I, I feel like um I think they just thought because I was younger, maybe I, they were having some theft issues. Yeah. And I think they thought it was me. So they started searching me anytime like I, if I took they the started trash searching. If I, you? Yeah, if I took the trash out, they would search the trash. first so i just stand there while they search the trash and like i was not stealing yeah um and i think i was just just really bad at the job yeah and that you know at (laughs) at the end of the day that i think they were just like they're just trying to stealing but like if he's not we should just get rid of him anyway and
2: then you're like fuck this i'm straight back to fucking food yep
0: rest of your life back
1: to food so where i heard you were the gumbo garcon is that i heard you were a cook in new orleans no 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 that's, that's not tom. true that's tom oh man tom's i got gum- excited about this dude tom's the gumbo yeah. <laughs> oh man that's i made that whole nickname about that damn <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. i was like i guarantee he's gonna have a good story <laughs> <laughs> that's no. terrible.
2: have you cooked um japanese food at all like tried to recreate it in any way from those experiences
0: and
1: a little bit yeah. um but Bendo boxes actually is like yeah. popular, like is that really a yeah. thing there?
0: Yeah, because like so so my parents would send us to these like couple of day camps which is crazy to me. Like living in a foreign country, they would just send me and my sister to like a camp with with all Japanese people like hours away <laughs> like camping. Yeah. Figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> and and they I, we'd have like a a brown paper bag with like a mushed peanut butter and jelly sandwich in it like a juice box or something yeah. and these kids would show up with beautiful bento boxes tied with like beautiful like 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 handkerchiefs yeah you know like carry them like that <laughs> and they'd open them up and they'd be filled with like dumb, amazing delectables their parents loved them okay
1: <laughs> what do you uh what do you think of natto uh, the n-a-a-t-o that stuff that like fermented bean paste stuff that's a different name isn't it uh Real the fermented
0: popular. like the like the sweet bean paste. Yeah, it's
1: the fermented beans. Like, like a, it's got strings when you pull yeah, it. Yeah, it's almost like it looks nada? sticky. Yeah, it's not. It's 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 not oh, It's like I don't know. Yeah, I just know it's like a popular thing they put on everything there. It's weird. I so like I travel for work and like I always like see all these different cultures and like different parts of the country. There's like heavy populaces of people. So in Ann Arbor, Michigan, there's a heavy Japanese population. So like so much as to where like because there's so many and I think it has to do with like like a. Silicon Valley aspect, like there's like digital companies set up there and people working tech in those shit, areas, yeah. tech shit and everything. And uh, there's a lot of people traveling in for, from Japan. So so much as to where the hotels I stayed in had Japanese style breakfasts in the morning. Oh, wow, that'd be sick. Yeah, the traditional it was awesome. Japanese
0: breakfast is crazy. Awesome, fish, dude. Fish head and rice, like miso soup.
2: Sweet I ben wish
1: too. I wish there was actually fish heads in it, but it was miso soup, just like everything and the Natos and stuff. And like you'd you'd put like these like fermented beans with eggs. I'm like gonna there. fact check you. I, hey i could be wrong <laughs> what is not? well that i it's not to be clear
0: i'm not an expert on japanese food no we no just you live don't there, have to so be. i don't
1: i was curious if you were, just we're like
0: forced the into their food there's culture. a lot of stuff like the red bean paste would be hiding in certain things isn't that
1: goju paste or something like that or no it's yeah. like a
0: it's like a red bean it's like a sweet red bean paste that Dude, would be in like
1: they do like a sweet red bean ice cream it's like a, yeah, um, oh, right. It's disgusting. <laughs>
0: it's, that it's that stuff, and it would be like in mochi, or it would be in like you were He's right. Natto,
1: natto,
2: that shit. Yeah, I've seen that, it's but like I've not fermented beans.
1: Dude, I was loving it. It was the middle of winter. I'd go out to like Ann Arbor, and I'd have a, a cup of miso soup and scrambled eggs with like soybeans and like like I don't know why I was loving this so much, but it'd be like the the soybeans, soy sauce, the naguri and all these different things you'd put all over it. and it, Incredible.
0: It just makes so much more sense than like the sweet American breakfast. Like yeah. I love Seriously, savory.
1: A light savory breakfast. Not like a heavy sugary sweet breakfast. Yeah. No, super cool. Where do you think your favorite place to live was? I don't know.
0: I mean, they all have like really cool aspects. Wrong answer. Them. America. What the
3: hell? <laughs> no, <I'm kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> Hit him with it, Raymond. <laughs> Not, <on there. laughs> Not <on there. laughs> back to back world <chance.
1: laughs> uh, that's funny
0: yeah I don't know I don't know my favorite place I, I, this when we moved to Maryland it was the first time I felt like I kind of I felt like I belonged Yeah, you know I don't know I mean we were just such outsiders in Japan and I was such an outsider in New Mexico and like here even though I feel, I feel like I've always felt like an outsider I felt I just you know there were other people that looked like me you mm-hmm. know? I don't know yeah. I feel like that as a kid that's like a thing that you notice when you're in an area where you're the only person that looks the way you look and you feel like a, you know, like you feel like a
2: there's other red-faced whites around. <laughs> dude, there's a lot of people here with sunburn and red hair. This is
3: crazy. Dude.
1: <laughs> oh my god, freckles. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right.
0: I was like, "Well, there 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 are others."
2: So the best your favorite style of food is it is it a region? Is it a a uh, Is this your
0: favorite type of food or is it just no. happen to be the, the no, hot topic right not, now for you? I don't have a favorite kind of food. I love, there's so many Central and South American countries that have phenomenal food. I mean, all of Mexico pretty much is just like a food oasis.
1: I like what you have here just because regardless of what the region is, barbecue and like smokehouses and everything kind of have like a comfort food aspect you can kind of make it to be a comfort food just because like the labor process to it just the meats and the way you can prepare them and everything it's it's a labor intensive process i like how like it's not just a a sweet barbecue barbecue place you know what i mean like it's not like a memphis style barbecue place you guys have this grand grand option laid out for anybody that walks in
0: and that kind of was the idea was that we call it a smokehouse because we wanted to be you know obviously we kind of felt like we we wanted to and we also needed to have barbecue to kind of get people in the door mm-hmm. you know barbecue is one of those words that when you say it people start getting excited so you know we knew that that would be a good way to kind of jump start the whole thing
2: do you know the place that people reference as like their other spot
0: here
1: what's that mission barbecue
0: well, I mean, it's bar I guess it's barber. Think day. about that.
1: Yeah, I know it's funny, just but where we're from, it's like trash. It, so you might see it far and far and few between down here, just because uh, I don't know, maybe the demographics or the level that like they actually put those places in certain areas. Yeah. Um. Up yeah. where we're from, we're in such a heavily like metropolitan influenced area that you have like these just chain restaurants. Pop, like like Mission Barbecue. For some people, they're like that's like a mom and pop chain. I'm like, dude, there's like 14 of them. Yeah. In South Jersey and yeah. Philadelphia and oh, there there's a lot. Them. Of them. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot. Of them. Wow. And like it's yeah. where they lose their quality. Where like Chipotle, it's like a Chipotle level. It
2: feels thing. like fast food there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know how they do their stuff. So I've been there once. Trash, um, do it right
1: now.
2: It's Garbage. <laughs> fuck them. I wasn't. I you know. I'm kidding. I wasn't, I wasn't <laughs> like crazy good. into it. But you don't have to say it. I'll say it. Fuck them. But, <laughs> <laughs>
0: but uh, you know, we we just wanted to be able to. I wanted to be able to kind of grow and expand into. All kinds of smoking, and I need to get a beer. Who wants a beer? Pour my beer with no head. I even, like, dropped the mug way down. There's something wrong with the way our taps pour, I feel like.
2: So we're on the Terminator timeline. We all have beers now.
1: Yep. <laughs> Cheers, fellas. Turn out the electronics. Yeah, we won't. That works. I'm not going to Over them. top of the board? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Big food guy here. All right. You are with a couple other of your food brethren. We're into the foods around here. Yeah. Hoagies, yes or yes?
3: Yeah.
0: I love hoagies. <laughs> I, I don't call them hoagies, but okay. But I have started to. It is cooler, though. Hoagies, I don't know. Like I guess just growing up when no one ever called them that, at least that I was around, it was always a sub. Yeah. Uh, but it makes
1: people's ears perk up. They hear hoagie and they're like, Yeah, give me a hoagie, bro. Yeah, <laughs> you guys got hoagies here? It fucks, yeah. it fucks people up. Yeah, let's catch know. a dart and go get a hoagie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm starting to like it. Yeah, I'm starting to like it. One of my favorite words in the English language, I have to be honest with hoagies? you. That guy's a fucking hoagie. I'll tell you, <laughs> oh my God, that's actually a good one. I like bringing it up. You ever seen the a, a town hall meeting where the woman is like having a meltdown on the stage? There's a video of it. This woman's on stage having a meltdown. And the guy's like, you're not even making a point, ma'am. I need you to get off the stage so that the next person that can talk. And she just like goes, ah, they're attacking me. Help. And she acts like they're assaulting me with their words. And she lays down in the middle of this town hall. And the guy just goes, can somebody get this ham sandwich off the ground and out of my room?
3: <laughs> he goes, her hams.
1: So just last night, I, went, I had an event last night, and pulled some side work, and I ended up down the, like What's- 10... Explain your other job. So I, my main job is I work for a gutter protection company. I'm a regional training supervisor. Um, I'm on a home week right now. My other side job is I used to work in nightclubs and bars and I used to be a bouncer and I used to be a doorman in a nightclub and I've done a lot of different hospitality stuff. And um, I got tired of everyday hospitality. Like the, like just the, the responsibility. too. it's just too much for me. I, I, I people are a little too fake in the, re, in the regions that we work in up where I'm at, like Philadelphia. I just can't stand people in the clubs anymore. Um, what, you know, people in leadership are expecting people to do for them, what they're willing to pay people to do for it. It's just, it's all over the place and that's a boys and girls club. So I, uh, I got tired of it when I got out of it. I did kind of miss hospitality. Cause I was, I worked as a security guard in Rittenhouse hotel and a high end hotel, as well as I worked in nightclubs and security and, and bottle service and all that. So one of my friends is a DJ and he owns an event company, and we do photo booths. So I do photo booths, backdrops, flower walls, event material, and, and equipment that we rent out and everything. So hmm. I do a little bit of just random stuff. I do photo booths, and I was at a photo booth last night for uh, a pinning ceremony for a, a program at Stockton College. So I was like 10 minutes away from Atlantic City. Are you familiar with Atlantic City? No. You know where it is, what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a trash hole. It's a barn pit yeah. of New Jersey, yeah. Yeah, man. It is like it's like a, a dope head's abscess of New Jersey. It's really bad, dude. It's it's messed up sometimes. So whereas like you have crazy experiences every night. So like Trump used to run it. Yeah, Trump had a whole building there with his name <laughs> on it. Wow. Gone. He went to shit. They uh they talked about when they ripped that building apart people were just in there like taking TVs and people were just making jokes like <laughs> their TVs are huge, <laughs> so, huge TVs. They have huge, huge TVs for free. So I was there last night and I'm getting ready to go fishing. And the spot I park on is a little side street and the three or four little units that are there. I know them to be Airbnbs. There's a couple of the regulars that live in town. And when I pull up, there's a guy and a girl having a screaming match and it's not so much a screaming match. The girl is outside screaming at the guy inside, just like, Cuba, his name's Cuba, I'm assuming. Cuba, if you don't let me in this house, I'm going to fuck you up. So I'm standing there and this woman's screaming at this guy. Meanwhile, she must be on dope or on drugs or something like that. And she's outside just like having a meltdown. And she at one point threw her shoes into the street. I'm just a a sweet boy over at his car getting ready to go fishing. And I guess she thought I was paying attention to her. And she just immediately goes... You fat fuck, you better not touch my shoes or I'm going to fuck you up. (laughs) I don't need nobody's help. I don't need nothing from nobody. That's how you get your shoes (laughs) took. Dude, bitch called you out. Dude, meanwhile, I'm sitting there like... Those shoes now. (laughs) I would have taken the shoes. Meanwhile, I'm trying to act like... I didn't realize that like first off, there's nobody else there. She called somebody fat. I didn't want to immediately go, You're talking about me? Like I knew <laughs> she wasn't talking to me. So I was ignoring her, and then she's like, You hear me? Don't touch my shit, or I'm gonna fuck you up. So then this is like <laughs> this is like comical where this is going. She's screaming at the door, and the guy that she's yelling at upstairs is on the second floor looking down at her at a balcony. She's screaming. And he proceeds to sneak out the back door and stand on the outside of the steps and watch her yelling at him through the house. Oh, that's awesome. So then he, as she doesn't notice him, he sneaks out and gets in his car and she's like, Cuba, you motherfucker, you're going to leave me out here <laughs> locked out here. He leaves like he'll get a blonde or like a beer or something like that and leaves her outside. It's like, you, and he's trying to whip a k-turn in the street she's trying to rip the door open i'm sitting over here putting my waders on and getting my fishing stuff and she's screaming he's like, you piece of shit you're gonna leave me here. i don't got no fucking socks and shoes i don't even have a phone you fucking co- i don't need nobody it's Like she's yelling the whole time and uh he leaves i'm getting dressed ignoring her and again she's just like you better stay over there you fat fuck <laughs> and i'm like i haven't regarded you once lady so then he comes back and she's cuba you motherfucker you better fucking let me in this house to get that he's like and he has like an accent. you like, stayed for the entire i was getting i'm putting waiters and getting fishing gear ready oh, so i'm okay. probably there for like 10 12 minutes and it's a it's enough for them to have an argument him leave and go to the store down the street you're just come fucking back. sitting there watching on the chair. also i had said this to him i was like uh I'm making sure that she's not going to come over and fuck with, I have a, a truck full of ladders and equipment. Uh. So like, I'm making sure that whatever's happening is going to deescalate so that when I leave, I feel like she's not going to go fuck with my shit since she's called me fat a lot of times. <laughs> so when he comes back, he's like, you know, this is why I don't let you in the house. You're a fucking animal. He's screaming at her, walks in the back door, goes back up on the second floor and just yells at her, yells at her from the top steps the whole time. She's like, Cuba, You better let me in this fucking house or I'm going to fuck you up. And he's like, you know, this is why you're a piece of shit. He's like, you just sit here and treat people like shit. You're down there yelling at me. Fuck you. You're yelling at the guy across the street. He doesn't even know what the fuck's going on. You're like, hi, sir. At that moment,
2: you became part of his team in that second. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, fuck you, you dumb bitch.
1: Yeah, "Yeah, and I'm not even that fat. He's just a
2: little chunky.
1: (laughs) He says to her, he's like, if you ask me nicely, I'll let you in the house. And she goes, Cuba, if you let me in this house, I'm going to fuck you up. He's like, you know, you could be sitting here smoking weed with us up here, calming down, relaxing, but instead you're down there being an asshole. Cuba, if you don't let me in this house, I'm going to fuck you up. And he's like... You know what happened to that ride you called 25 minutes ago? Hmm. You must be a fucking loser. I'm sitting here like, dude, what is going on? <laughs> so, that sounds about right. That's was a awesome. Fun night. It was a real fun night. What a great night. It that turns out right.
2: it was Cuba Gooding Jr.
1: Dude, the whole time she's calling him Cuba, and I'm like, he's been charged
2: with so many sexual assault allegations. It was all fake, right? <laughs> it was ended up being this crackhead,
1: dude. She called him Cuba Cuba the whole time, and I really was like, dude, if Cuba Gooding Jr. walks down here, It's <laughs> it a funny,
2: funny night. That's great.
1: What you got for me, Ray?
2: George, so do you have any crazy
1: creations food-wise? Meats, sausages, anything that you've been working Dreams. About? Do you have any meats you want to put inside of meats and talk about? We've been doing a lot of that. Ooh, um, I'm ready. Is there like a... A realm of... Yeah, I got you, one. You're not supposed to? Like, are you... like? Is there like a line where it's like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> do not put a duck inside of a pig's asshole. Like,
0: <laughs> no, I mean, if, if it seems like it would be good, I would do it.
1: Nice. Um, I like that answer.
0: <laughs> we don't really have anything that we... Our biggest problem is we have to do things that we know are going to sell. Yeah, of course. So things could get a lot crazier than they are right now, but... We just have to make sure that if we're going to make a whole bunch of something, that it's going to actually sell. But the thing that I want to make next is kind of like the, uh, the duck valentine that we have on right now, mm-hmm. which is basically a duck boned out, take all the meat off the skin, and then you make a sausage with the meat, and then you roll it all back up into the skin, and then you smoke the whole thing. Valentines aren't always smoked. It
2: looks like a so. slug. Yeah. It's like a grub.
0: It does, it, does, it does look like grub.
1: Meat slug. Can I tell you, I love that you brought that up. I was listening to a podcast earlier, and the guy was like, do you ever try to do the worm? He's like, I tried to do the slug. I just laid there and got sweaty. <laughs> I was like, that's a good one. Have you tried that? Like, Have you, have you eaten that yet? Have Ballant- you tried that? Yes, yeah.
2: phenomenal. Is it- so you have a new rendition of this. Ballant- well, the
0: team. one I really want to do is the original idea that I had. was. Um, have you ever heard of a hog mall?
1: No. Sounds like a
0: weapon. Oh, where you take
1: like fats out to a mall, and they just all sit there and fight.
3: Don't <laughs> 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 no, <none> of the <laughs> hog Don't mall. My sister, she's going to tear up another yeah, one of them big girls. It sounds like you
2: get caught with a domestic dispute hitting somebody with a hog mall.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: it sounds like it's a mall okay. full of fat girls, honestly. <laughs> so it's, it's basically like a, it's either, a, it can be a bladder or a stomach. A pig, yeah. pig bladder, pig stomach. Yeah.
1: Like a haggis type thing. Kind of, yeah.
0: Yeah, It's like a sausage mixture with potatoes and and cabbage Mm. and onions and the greens could change. Uh, I think you can kind of traditionally. It's like sausage, potatoes, some sort of greens, onions, that kind of stuff.
1: Where is that normally? What part of the world does that come from?
3: Like normally,
0: Pennsylvania. Does it really? Yeah. Uh, Stuffed into a stomach and roasted. When you tear it open, it's just this, this like incredibly juicy and like super it's really good i made i made it woodberry, but i want to do one where it's the entire duck skin as the casing for the hog mall. so it's like mm. instead of the stomach it's like the whole duck skin because then you can eat it with a hog mall, you don't eat the stomach that's just like the casing
1: weird have you do you have more skin area and does the flavor change if you were to choose to do like a goose or something different goose would be cool. I mean, do you have more room to work with? I don't. Bigger, the reason why I asked bigger is like, animal. Yeah, I was like, do you have less area to work with with a duck that would really like achieve the same goal or what? It'd be a little smaller, but
0: not. I mean, the duck it's skins the that we just had were pretty big. I mean, th- those portions are a quarter of a duck skin. Nice. Wow. Yeah. So I was originally just going to do a half duck, and then I was like, this is enough for like huge. Yeah, they're already big as a quarter. Got mad
1: ducks right now. Yeah.
0: I don't know why I've always been like drawn to uh, stuffing meats into other meats. I, I think it's funny that you it. brought up at the Amish thing.
1: Like, uh, you, you, like, do the Amish have a lot of, like, interesting food preparations that you dig? Like, yeah, they do.
0: I mean, they have all like kinds scrapple. of cool stuff. Like,
1: Scrapple. Your Scrapple is phenomenal, dude.
0: Our Scrapple, this last batch was okay. It, it, the construction on it, the flavor's great. Mm-hmm. But trying to cook it is a pain in the ass because it has too much fat in it. The pigs that we used that week were too fatty.
1: Yeah. The, one of the batches he got me, I want to say, it was probably around, like the holidays, it just came out great, dude. It's the
0: it's, same batch, I know yeah.
1: I, it's the same exact batch. Uh, yeah. Well,
0: we 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 made one big batch, and um, I just we like were gonna do brunch, <laughs> we are gonna do brunch, and then yeah, brunch didn't really turn out to be much. So, lunch has been so we kind of took it off, but
1: um, so scrapple hoagies, we're gonna go with scrapple hoagies or scrapple cheese steaks. Could do a scrapple hoagie, you guys could do you ever heard of the Witter ski That's a, no. a place up oh, in yeah. Philly, the well, with, cheese with, with cheese. No, it's actually the, the wit or wit out is like a line in Philly where like if you go order a steak, it's
2: the i I've explained oh, wait, this to whiz. you before. No, no, no. That's
1: different.
2: It's part of it. Wit or wit out. Wit, oh, okay. yeah. It delineates if you were to have onions on your cheesesteak or without onions. Oh, okay. And then you add the cheese behind that word. So you would say an American steak or the cheese before it, American steak wit would be an American cheesesteak with onions.
0: Okay, so if you stay in American, oh, because American is the cheese. Like if you were to get a uh, whiz, you go, Can I get a whiz steak wit?
1: Uh, or a sti- whiz steak, steak without? Wit.
2: Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So that's where the that delineation comes from. Of dude, onions. you got to know what you're doing to go. Yeah, that's don't why, talk,
1: dude, they'll flame you. Famously, Gino's Steaks, the tourist trap, has a sign on the wall that says, It's freedom fries. Get it right. <laughs> like, wow. And he'll correct people. Can I get french fries? You mean freedom fries? Yes, you're you still can. still doing that? He's a cornball. They're the weird. guys got caught serving horse like 3 times. <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> Wait, I know the fact. Dude, I think I forgot <laughs> caught serving horse. Like health like yeah, like like horse.
0: They're like, hey, uh oh, horse. horse, horse meat. I thought you were saying like pro- he's like giving food to prostitutes. I'm like, I mean, they got to eat too. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. They're hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I just pronounce horse just weird. Yeah, horse. Yeah. Well, he's gotten he loves- serving
1: horse. horse. I feel is like good, it'd be though. harder
0: to find horse than it is to just use beef. I feel it's-
1: like horse is tasty. Where is he
0: finding horse?
1: Uh, whatever it is, they've been getting it for so long. The markets there are able to get something. Like I, you have to have some type of end to be like all right, we're going to get a meat that no one gets. Like he's, but he's gotten, it's like documented. He's gotten in trouble for it in Philadelphia. Horse would be expensive, I
2: feel I was, like. Dude, and isn't horses a delicacy, isn't it? I don't know. i don't know, you never get, had it.
0: Get you want to know
2: cheap uh, horses? That's I knew cheap. It, I it. Mortadella used to be traditionally made with horse. Yeah,
0: I, and and sourbrot was originally made with horse yeah. from what I've heard.
2: Yeah. Sounds tasty, dude. I'd fucking take a horse, bite. Wait, it, it makes
0: sense. I think <laughs> horse, like <laughs> the fact that, that if it was made with horse would make sense for mortadella because like darker meats with higher myoglobin like emulsify, you can have the emulsify tighter. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
0: Um. So you know something that needs to be smooth and emulsified really fine makes sense to use a It does horse meat, I guess. It would be
1: strong in flavor though. Yeah. So where I was going with this is uh there's a jargon that's used in the city now and there's a place that like it has nothing to do with the onions. They have a. Well, I guess it does have to do with the onions, but they call it a wit or without ski because the ski prefer, uh, refers to the Polish side of it because they use Polish kibasi. So Never they make heard a of cheese it. Stick with ch- they chop a cheesesteak out of kibasi and then they put a white cheese sauce on it. Damn.
2: Okay, get down that
1: is a, what is it called? A wit or without ski. And it's called that because the ski is so supposed to be Polish. So what is
2: a traditionally chopped kielbasa sandwich? What is that called? Do you know? I don't.
0: I've I don't. never
1: heard of that. Okay, I didn't know if you did. That's gonna be a new menu item here. I've <laughs> never heard of
0: that. A chopped kielbasa sandwich. So it's kind of like a, like a chopped cheeseburger. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yep. Oh.
2: That's kind of weird. I've never. Your heard Your
1: brain's that. rolling right now. You're like, that sounds <laughs> good as hell, dog. What's the white cheese sauce? American white sauce. Like it's a A white. Like they make it's like a. Like a white. It's whiz. a. It's basically. That's a, another thing up in the goo. city. Yeah. Like they. They'll put white cheese. It's like, a liquid. White a American. Spoon. Yeah, or they'll make like their own sauce, like it's butter, cream, and American in a in a vat that's just like <laughs> put that on there for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like, hey, hey, let cons- me get some of that. <laughs> is that considered whiz or not? No, that's, that's just yellow. That's just white cheese. That's American cheese. That's considered the American. Well, what is whiz? Explain whiz to him. Whiz is, uh, <laughs> you can literally go to the store right now. And go to like Shoprite, Acme. Uh, You're talking about like cheese. Whiz. Cheese whiz. Cheese whiz. Yeah. That that can that says cheese whiz. That's whiz. That's what that is. That's they just all of, they
2: make it all in. It is. They make it in a form that you can dump it into
0: a vat for Philadelphia. Is what they do.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: The same thing.
1: They make it. In well, a, I'm a I'm container. down
2: for that.
0: I, I'm I'm I stand behind that. It's weird. Cheese sauces, cheese spreads, all the things that aren't really cheese. That whiz. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a big yeah, yeah. cheese guy. Like, so it's actually that stuff.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I
0: thought maybe they had their own, like they were like using the word. Maybe it could be slightly it, altered. at this
1: point from like whatever their suppliers are. I'm sure it's like a the cheese alternative, but like. Uh, it's something that emulates that. All right. Yeah. Well, I like it. Yeah, it's... it's I don't not, fuck with it. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, I don't need it. I don't either. It's really yeah. not my... Th- our brother, You're American? Yeah. Our brother likes it. It's all like your different palates and everything. I'm a big American or provolone, if I'm in the right mood. I am anti-provolone. Fuck provolone for a yeah. cheesesteak. I used to it. know
2: a guy who would go American provolone mushrooms wit. Yeah. The mix-up. <laughs>
1: Provolone—it just sounds confused. <laughs> what is the provolone really doing at this point? It's gooey. It has like that has that texture know. of mozzarella, but it doesn't have. Yeah. If you get a sharp provolone, you get the flavor. True. Sharp if you provolone. Have a, a, a normal provolone—it's just cheese. That's all it is. Yeah, a cheese steak with provolone to me is not a cheese steak. Yeah. To me. I, more than anything, I put a, a provolone on roast beef personally. I I love roast right. pork. Dude. I like provolone on an Italian cold cut. Yeah, that's where the provolone goes.
0: I also like fontanella on a cold cut.
2: You fuck with ketchup? For what? Just in general.
0: General? For certain things, but not with...
1: <laughs> I'm just... I'm curious. <laughs> Actually, that's a good question. Like for fries? You yes. get yourself an yeah. all beef frank. What's the first condiment going on there? Mustard. Mustard. Next not condiment. Ketchup. You don't like ketchup for hot, Never for hot dogs? Never for a hot dog, no. I'm a, big, I'm a big advocate of mustard and hot sauce on my hot dogs. That's a yeah, big combo that. for me.
0: Mm-hmm. Hot sauce is good. Onions. <laughs> raw onions. Chopped up raw onions are good. I'm not a relish guy, but I do like the Chicago hot dogs with that like weird colored pepper thing.
3: I don't think I've had it. Yeah.
1: There's
0: like tomato.
1: So Chicago style has like a, it'll either be like a chopped cucumber, like a sliced cucumber, chopped tomatoes, and like something else on it.
0: And there's a weird pepper that's like neon green that they put. <laughs> It's like dyed It's green. luminescent.
1: It's, yeah, so
0: but I it's forget, like a specific thing. It's from a, I forgot
1: the brand. It's a pepper sauce, but it's a mini pepper. And like, that's what you're talking about. It's like a cocktail pepper. Mm.
0: Yeah, but it's, but it's like
1: unnaturally green. Fuck yeah. That shit glows it's in like the Mountain dark. It's like Mountain Dew green. It does kind of <laughs> glow. <a little> bit.
2: <laughs> yeah. That just
1: radioactive. You like Steak and Shake? You ever been there? Steak and
3: Shake. It's been a long time.
1: I love it. Steak <laughs> and Shake. Wow. Yeah. I Are lived, in, I lived in Texas too. I, li- yeah, I moved to Texas when I was nineteen for about seven months to, uh, He was a door-to-door
2: salesman.
1: I was out there doing <laughs> the work like Napoleon Dynamite. I was selling home security.
2: Dude, can you imagine him Tough
0: door-to-door to wear, salesman?
1: I'm like, please buy this fucking security.
0: No, I, dude, home security door-to-door so yeah, is gotta be the worst
1: it's job. Crazy, nobody fucking wants it. You know, isn't Texas somebody a very like, gun sh- a gun active state? <laughs> the first. Right. I will never. And no one wants you knocking on their door. There. The first <laughs> door I ever knocked on was an old white man that was standing behind the door, trembling with a gun in his hand. <laughs> Can I help you? <laughs> I was like, uh, "Yeah, hey, how's it going, pal? I work for Vivint. I'm here to sell you home security." He's like, "Yeah." yeah? <laughs> and- How do you feel about people
0: knocking on your door?
2: Get the fuck away from my door.
0: Yeah, in this day and age, <laughs> if if I don't know you
1: the hungry and you're mouth not here.
0: delivering food which they don't even knock anymore do not knock on my door yeah. if i know you <laughs> text me yeah. like you know like i don't know maybe that's like not cool
1: but like i just don't like it when people like come up to the door no oh, believe it me. seems like an invasion of privacy at this point listen i agree <laughs> i used to walk on people's doors and they'd be like get the fuck away from me or they'd be like you want a dr pepper kid it was the weirdest thing no, I got popsicles
2: I in the freezer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, literally every time I would knock I on these doors, no. they'd be like, "I got something sweet inside. If you want to come in." I thought they were trying to fatten me up. Like, I, I don't know what's going on, but I would, uh, I would knock on these doors, and first off, I don't know what's going on in Texas, but they just don't have water. People are like, "You want Dr. Pepper?" And I'm like, "You gotta, you got bottle of water. You have a cup." Like, dude, there's always the droughts pepper. going on. <laughs> I'll take, the, I'll take me a nice cold pepper. I fell in love.
2: Where was that? that? You were, you were in El Paso, you said.
1: I was
0: in Las Cruces. Oh, Las Cruces. I was born in El Paso. Uh,
2: where were you at, Declan? Uh, East
1: Texas, Tyler. Tyler. Mm, oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, El Paso is right on that border, right? Yeah. Like About how uh, Laredo and New Laredo, Yeah. So how far up? You're at the top of the Panhandle, is where El Paso is at, right? On the left hand side.
2: Probably hell of out
1: there, I'd say. Uh... George, I have a serious question to ask you. What do you think about birds? Do you think they're real? Birds? Yeah. Give me your take on that. The, actual,
0: the actual animal? The have you ever heard that before?
1: <laughs> that birds aren't real? Is this one of those new internet things? <laughs> one of them. Kind of. How old are you, What was the George? thing we were you were talking look, about the other day? You look day? very close to our age. You look like a very young man. 41. Good for you. 41. Oh, you could be young,
0: hanging out with the boys. Young looking family. <laughs> How? You have kids, right? Mm-hmm. What's the oldest? 13 and 14.
1: That's the, that's the two? You only have 2 Mm-hmm. Are those the, I saw the names on the booths. Are, they, are those your kids' names on the booths? No, those are, those are regulars. Nice. Yeah, people that,
0: we, we got in a little hard spot right before we opened and needed to. Investors. So we sold. Be- we basically begged for money on GoFundMe. Sold 10 percent of the restaurant <laughs> <of> the, <laughs> Right
3: there. <laughs> well, well, we, just doing we had some good
0: good friends that uh, put up a decent amount of cash. Yeah, they helped, uh, and so they get their own booth. That's but sweet. It was it was great. I mean, we had a lot of support. But how have you birds, felt about this entire? Birds?
1: Yeah, I. I it's, they, they real? people. Are they not? are yeah.
0: saying they're not real.
1: Dude, so I was fishing one night. You'll hear a lot of crazy stories fishing. And a guy was sitting next to me and he's a friend of mine. And there was probably like a thousand seagulls on like on the island. It was like, they were charging up, getting ready to like, they were honestly just sitting there like, cause they just fly all day. And now they're all just clumped together. Cause it's nighttime. But, uh, I was sitting there and he made the comedy. He's like, they're all charging up. I'm like, yeah, they're getting ready to like dive on a bunch of fish and do like a bait ball, like a go and eat. He's like, nah, man, they're just charging up cause they're just cameras. I'm like, what? And like the, the, si- Talking, I thought he was joking with me. My buddy, kind of a fucking out there dude. And He's like, "Hey, dude, birds aren't real." He's like, "They're speakers. They're cameras. You know, like they've, they've that's been real for a while." You didn't. Know. He was talking to me like this I was the asshole. He's like, you two didn't know that. Fish and
0: friends, right? I've never so, heard
1: of that. You no, you go nobody. on the internet. And there's some pages. <laughs> you find this, right? You got to look. this We've up. talked about this. before. What do you Google? Birds aren't real. Yeah. There's a YouTube page. the The birds aren't real YouTube page.
0: Birds are real. I find them dead all the time. No,
1: they're definitely real. Oh, I know. Goddamn yuppies in the city think the pigeons aren't real. That's what. That's all that. That conspiracy game from just people that have never been outside of a house.
0: Yeah, but these are your fishing buddies. Those are well, just. Those are just right wing. Like, also, conspiracy theory like. So yeah, you like,
1: You'll actually say this too, probably. Off, the, off this. This kid, the same person said to me, he's like. Yeah, I want to have a kid, but I don't want the woman to be in the life at all. I think we should. I, I'm down to just breed that kid, and then she's good. She can get out of here. I'll take care of oh, it. Oh wow, he said this to me like completely serious. His his basis is like a terrible household growing up. I'm like, yeah, yeah I mean, that makes sense.
3: I don't, <laughs> I don't
0: necessarily want that, but no. I, I find it that's I
1: don't it's know interesting to hear a guy say that. It's like, refreshing. yeah, I want a
0: baby by myself. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, I want to be a single dad. I don't know how I feel about that.
1: Yeah. I think when you realize, you but it's like better than being like I,
0: I want to knock someone up and then get the hell out.
1: Yeah, that. that at least he
0: wants to take care of the baby.
1: Yeah. Now Come it's on. weird. He, I was like, so like you want to like be in a relationship with her, and if it goes south, you would just keep it. He's like, no, I'm going to tell the girl at the beginning that I want a kid, and she can get out of here after we have the kid. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think, I think
0: that sounds really scary. Yeah, doesn't it? I don't want to do that I'm by I'm doing myself. this with her. She's doing this with the work, and it's scary. I do not enough.
1: want to do that by myself. Mm. And we're back. So, I made a sandwich earlier. <laughs> I uh <laughs> At you, home? Yeah. I. um You know what, like, when you just try something, you have to make it your own way, or you try to, like, emulate it? There's a, a coffee shop up in Philadelphia called La Colombe. You ever heard of La Colombe coffee?
2: I have it right now. That's the coffee we're using.
1: La Colombe. You guys use La Colombe? It's everywhere. It's not yeah. just Philly. It, yeah. it was a very like a closed market on the East coast for a little bit. And it just opened up everywhere. Like it was like a, a smaller market item and they got popular cause they were doing draft lattes before everybody was getting popular with nitro brews and, and all that. So one of their lunch, they have like a really good bakery in their stores a lot. And like one of the places down in center city has like, you know, all these different types of like, they have a, something called a pizza Danish I used to love. And it was like a Danish, but it was made with like a red sauce, cheese, and olives on it. Awesome. One of their other things they have is called a ham and butter sandwich. You ever yeah. heard of ham and butter? Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude.
0: Country ham usually.
1: Yeah, so th- they would do like a French peppered ham. And they would do it on a baguette, whipped butter, and a peppered ham. So good. So like, I like that. We love it, me and her, a lot. And uh, my girlfriend's here with our baby. We couldn't leave that shit at home. So... um <laughs> I made one today. We really like our Amish markets by us and they have a really good honey ham. And like, normally you do like a country ham and whatnot, but I got baguettes from uh, the grocery store, split them in half, put whipped butter and I did a honey ham today. Oh, dude. Phenomenal.
0: You know what yeah. would be fucking awesome is that, that porchetta spice whipped pork fat that we have. Mm. Cause it's mm. like butter,
2: but it's whipped pork they fat. They get the pork fat from when they, what do you braise the, the pork bellies?
0: uh could be that yeah different different ways but that's the one where it's the whipped pork belly fat so, yeah. so they'll save
2: that that fat that rises to the top of the yeah. water collect it and then whip it into a butter to be able to
0: spread onto bread and we and we do like calabrian chilies and fennel and garlic in in the fat now ham and butters,
1: it's up there from like one of my favorite sandwiches dude i i love that i can do it at home you guys
0: maybe we should do a rendition on that like ham and butter but use the whipped pork fat
1: 100 percent that one's just helping here <laughs> no, like sweet. oh we got another fat in the building <laughs> talk about Good. sandwiches with them <laughs> <laughs> you think about some butter on this <laughs> you got butter mixed with fat we'll fucking put that shit on there maybe some, put some chilies in there <laughs> i'll fucking eat it you got ham <laughs> what do you what do you call that when you like
2: consult You're, You you should start consulting for heritage uh, yeah, yeah.
1: right <laughs> the outside observer yeah it's like, yeah, you guys just aren't pumping it out enough of sandwiches. I gotta <laughs> I gotta say it. Beets and cheese ratio's off. <laughs> awesome.
0: No, I think there's there's like a for people that like to eat, I think that there's like a kind of like a chef inside of you. Maybe not a chef, but like a you know, if you really like to eat and you really enjoy food, yeah. You know, there's people out there that have no connection to like you know, commercial cooking or whatever that
3: yeah
0: that uh the best ideas come from just because just if you like to eat you know some people know how to eat that's the big problem with most people is they don't know how to eat exactly it's fucking annoying
1: or some people don't know how to express their palates so like they don't know how to express a palate that others would enjoy so like when you have somebody that's like specifically not like a generalized like they don't eat like everything like everybody else does or like there's a lot of people that like a certain type of thing when somebody can make the outliers food, everybody's like, that's amazing. That's yeah. mean? I
2: just, so I have a good friend I met when I moved here. On the, on the podcast, we reference him as John the Turk. He's my Turkish friend. Mm. His mother Turkey. cooks me food every once in a while. She sends me food a lot. Wow. Love she that. just sent me this soup. It's called Turkey yogurt. Soup. Yogurt Lekofta <laughs> La Kurbasha. It's fucking, it's a yogurt-based soup with mini beef meatballs there's mint in the meatballs yeah. and there's also italian orzo in the soup oh, i just fucking had it it's phenomenal it sounds like a creamy yeah. italian wedding she too, just sent yeah, me yeah. she sent me a fucking mason jar
0: of it i was like oh my god oh my
2: god phenomenal
0: those are the kind of things that like why is that not on people's menus dude like I, that
1: people would buy the fuck out of that i'm telling you i don't know
0: yeah. i don't know if they would or not I,
1: to, you introduce uh it's i would hope they
3: would it's yeah.
1: the but like i bring it up it's like the pow, like our popular palates in our culture in the united states don't have yogurt in like a lot of the foods and like
2: well you know when i when i go over there to eat dinner with them and whatnot they drink this i think it's actually persian it's called drug the yogurt soda it's no it's just it's
1: just a salty yogurt drink there's also a, a sweet version of it there's a lot of cultures that have drinks and, like, different, uh, like, add-on pieces uh, that are digestifs. Like, they're made to, like, improve the digestion in yeah. your body and how you absorb it and everything and all that. Like, uh, between Yeah, the and the and food, in
0: turn, is, is, is designed to be eaten with, a lot of times, high
1: alcohol. Food. Yeah. Actually, I like pointing this out. You're familiar with ratatouille, right? <laughs> I love the, is, it's a goofy thing to say, but do you remember the scene where he's sitting there and he's in the kitchen and he eats like a, a grape and a piece of bread and he's like, oh, and he gets like really hype when he's like, I'm going to fucking put a piece of grape and bread in my mouth at the same time. Until you like have tried something that's like a foreign or like a scary, you're like, that's probably trash. It's not something I'm going to, like, I love like Syrian food. I, lo- I love like Mid- Middle Eastern food. Yeah. yeah, Mediterranean. And we didn't grow up with that in our households and our palates definitely, you know, weren't really conditioned for it. But man, me and him love that stuff, dude.
2: So one of the things I wanted to ask you, this is a good jumping point. What's the most fucked up, awesome creation that you've come up with? Is there something that you've tried that was like, wow, I should, I should make this just because it tastes good. And maybe like it goes against the rules of the culinary rules. You know what I mean? Like anything you've figured out, they're like, whoa, this is something people really like. That may be a hard question, but
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's probably a lot of things like that, but I guess I used to do a dish when we first opened parts in labor that was pig testicles uh shaved with um either a weird off cut of a pig like the skirts or or like a little pig bavette. It was like different like kind of off cuts that you typically don't see from
3: pork. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And we would grill the testicle and the Pork skirt or whatever it was, and shave it all up really fine, and then do it um, almost like with the same flavor profiles as like a Laotian lap, which is yeah, fish sauce, chilies, lime, toasted yeah, lime, toasted uh sweet rice, lots of cilantro, mint, shallot, yeah, a couple other things, but mix it all up and take a kind of like a warm salad type deal. Mm. I mean, honestly, with testicles and kidneys and things like that, I.
1: People don't like giblets. It's, hard to, it's hard to like, market them.
0: You gotta like Oh, fool. Yeah, you gotta like cut it with something that's like strong in flavor. Yeah. Um, At parts and labor, you did that.
3: Mm-hmm. That's
0: right. So called, what's parts and labor? It's called Pride and Joy.
1: Parts and labor is the butcher shop that we opened. So we opened that we actually skipped this over a little bit. I actually meant to ask you we this question. A, lot of stuff. Yeah, a little bit, but it's it's hard because we're having fun and we're getting some good topics. Yeah, like, so you were a chef and everything, and you cooked down south. Did you see people butchering, and did you go, man, I would love to dismantle an animal? Like, what, what, like, what was it? You were so intrigued by the process and the, and the output. The first time I ever realized that
0: it was something that I was, I mean, I always knew I was, like, really interested in meat and working with meat. I also love vegetables. There's, you know, I, I love working with vegetables. I love them. Um, but the first time I ever saw an animal butchered was when I was working at the Maryland Club. And Chef Ergo would get occasionally, like, either whole lambs. Sometimes the members would, like, kill a deer.
1: This is in your adulthood or still as a teenager?
0: No, I was, yeah, I was probably early 20s. Okay. And he uh, he let me come in on, like, a Saturday when we were off, and they were butchering lambs. They were, like, lambs that were raised on the eastern shore. And I had only ever had, like, either store-bought or, like, Australian or New New Zealand lamb, which are, like, the kind of— less expensive lamb that you can get through like any sort of meat purveyor yeah so so i got to come in and and watch them do or well help break down these lambs and as we were breaking them down which i was already really excited like i got meat all over me and i'm like trying to figure it out and they were cutting chops and um he threw a couple of chops at me and was like just go put these on the grill and like we'll taste them and we just grilled up the lamb, like just salt and pepper. And it was the best piece of meat I, I had ever had at that point. Like it was so That's good. Crazy. And the flavor of the lamb, like locally raised lamb compared to like larger industrial, yeah. it was incredible. And and just the process of seeing how it all came apart and like trying to figure out how to like utilize all of the pieces. And there's so many different cooking processes for different things. And you got to make sausage now. And there's just something about that where I felt I felt like this is a route that I want to explore yeah. I didn't really get the opportunity until later when I was at Woodbury. I basically was just like I want to get a, a whole animal and, and try to butcher it and, and use it.
2: So you get to Woodbury, The at this point what is your role there and how do you become CDC or I think that's what your position was right?
0: Uh, so I started there in I think 2009 and we basically just you know, we had just started to kind of like mix off items from the ordering sheets that we would get from say a a larger kind of company. And and we only, we really started to try to only buy things from like local farms. So everything had to be done in house. And that was, you know, we were doing a good job. We were doing like canning so that we could get through the winter. So we weren't buying like products that we wouldn't otherwise have. So everything was locally sourced and, you know, it was like kind of, in the beginning of the whole farm-to-table movement type deal, yeah. Um, but the meat that we were getting, even though it was from local farms, it was it was coming in really poorly butchered in vacuum seal packs. You know, not looking great. Didn't really do the justice that you know a locally raised you know special animal deserves. Be. Yeah, yeah. And I just noticed that, and I asked him if we could get the animal whole. That way, we were getting an animal straight from the farm butchered in-house, cooked in-house. And I wanted to try to replicate that experience that I had at the club where the flavor was just different, you know, and if, if you could get good enough at butchery, you could get these things to look perfect yeah. and, and butcher them well and do the animal justice. And I just fell in love with that. And so we did a veal calf, I think was the first one that we did. The first one was probably, you know, it's first one. So like we used the whole thing, mm-hmm. but it, you know, it was pretty basic. Yeah. I was using a book that I had, like, turned the pages to, like, do the next step, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was all very vague. Um, and we were doing, like, meadow veal. There's a the whole thing that goes yeah. along with that, why, why veal was important. Because I guess with the dairy industry, they're raising, they're birthing calves to get milk. But the males that they don't keep are basically just garbage. Yeah. Um, you know, and so they were looking for avenues to get to get these onto know one to make money off them and two to not just have them go into like a compost bin yeah so that was why we chose a veal calf for the first one and that worked out and was nice um those are all like grass-fed once they're off the milk they start pasturing with their mothers Mm -hmm. um so it's not like a crated veal that's sitting out in like a wasteland in a little hut just being fed milk yeah so it was cool after that, like the real experience, I think, where I, where I saw someone butcher at, in a really interesting way, the seam butchery is where I picked up. Was, seam butchery. Uh, Christoph Weissner.
2: Do you, are you familiar with seam butchery? George could probably explain it pretty well. Seam
0: butchery is is an older world style of butchery where knives are used for pretty much every single cut, aside from, at least on a pig, just one place where you have to cut through the ribs to separate the loin from the the belly, but everything else is done with a knife. So you're going through joints, you're going through seams, you're finding different muscle groups, and going in between them instead of cutting straight through and making chunks out of an animal.
2: Splitting the seams, right? Christoph, the seam butcher.
0: Yeah, Christoph Weisner was where uh, he is a, an Austrian pig farmer. He raises Mangalitsa pigs, um, which are a heritage breed of lard hog uh, that were were on the verge of ex- extinction. Uh, because when when lard was really no longer necessary for, I mean, life, I mean, lard was really important,
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know, back in the day. And, and now, you know, there came a point where pigs just started to become raised for just their meat. They wanted lean meat. They wanted them raised fast. They wanted, you know, industrialization came in and, yeah. and pretty much ruined the quality of pork. Pigs were being raised in horrible conditions and pumped full of antibiotics and hormones and things that just decreased their uh, quality. So there's this whole range of heritage breed pigs, lots of different breeds, beautiful animals. But the one issue that we have with them these days is that there's so much fat. I mean, there could be three to four inches of fat back on the entire animal and and if there's there's really no use for that much fat. And what do you do with it? Yeah. Trying to make money off that.
1: It's almost, it almost sounds like, like almost like a 15 to 20% of the actual animal itself.
0: Could be. Yeah. Or more. So his style of butchery was designed to, to get the most amount of meat out of that animal. I mean, the bones were clean when he was done. So we did this three day demo where we killed the pigs. Hung them.
2: Oh, you met this guy. Yeah. Oh wow.
0: Yeah, he's amazing. Uh, but he was I think he was trained by like a master Austrian like a seam butcher yeah. from Austria. And so he picked up these skills and then started touring around the world showing people how to do it, trying to like Dude, spread so the amazing. word about Mangalitsa pigs and yeah. just heritage breeds in general. Mangalitsa was his project, but there's tons of other heritage breed pigs or yeah. lard hogs that um, still exist and and now are being crossed. kind of like cross crosses of those pigs so if you take a pig that is either not a heritage breed or or has less fat and you cross those two you you can a lot of times uh maintain a really high level of like meat quality you know keep a lot of the great qualities of that older breed but tone the fat down a little bit and um that's a long process to try to figure out and that we, we work with growers that that have done a good job in, in crossing different types of pigs. And, yeah. Um, I've seen a huge range of heritage breed pigs and heritage breed crosses, and I know what their different qualities are. And it, it's a, it was an incredible experience, honestly. Not many people get the experience that I got. It
2: sounds amazing, honestly.
0: That's, yeah, it's, it's phenomenal. It's I mean,
2: really cool to be around that. So
1: Raymond talks about a lot of, all the time how much – you guys have gained notoriety as well as like, you know. I don't know. I think so, in, in my opinion. I feel like you guys have done success here, in my opinion, from, from the growth of what I've seen from the beginning. It's hard to see it yeah. when you're inside of it.
0: We're doing well.
1: Yeah. Do you think you've set a standard for similar businesses trying to accomplish the same type of mentality in the area, or do they kind of try to compete with you? People in the city aren't doing this. There's
0: a couple of other people that are, that are playing around with it and other people that appreciate it, um, that are excited about it
1: would you consider yourself to have some of the best pork products or butchered products on the east coast
0: yeah i mean just because of the farm that we work with the main farm we're working with right now i mean autumn olive it's clay trainham and his family that they have like an amazing
3: in shenandoah uh, right mm -hmm.
0: yeah but on his property he's got a hundred acres a lot of it is in the woods and that's where he does a lot of the like farrowing so the pigs have litters out in the woods. There's some protection there and um, it's close to the, it's, it's on their property. And once they kind of get to a certain size, they move them down the road. There's another 400 acre farm yeah. that they move them to and they strategically plant forage for these animals. And, and because they are heritage breed or crossed, they're crossed as Berkelitsa. So it's also about Island hog and Berkalita and and Berkshire crossed. So the Berkshire helps tone down the fat, um quantity of the osso but you are left with or the goal is to be left with incredible meat quality of the osso which is a heritage breed yeah. pig, and then tone down the fat a little bit with the berkshire so the other great part about him planting the forage is that it gets the pigs moving instead of just standing in the pen building fat eating you know corn and soy yeah. now they're foraging and having to move yeah, if you could sit there and talk to him for hours, and he will just go on, on and
1: on. If you're ever wondering where your your pork came from when you walk in this restaurant, I mean that's people have a lot of questions about the meat industry. People are very turned off by pork. To be honest with you, I mean it's oh. lots of people don't have. Well, there's a, a some really very,
0: horrible stuff out there.
1: I know. Yeah, it's hard not. To, I mean, truthfully, when you see the quality,
0: uh, you know, I I I I don't buy grocery store pork. I mean, I just
1: yeah,
0: butchering the pigs. Going, going, and seeing him do it, and going through the whole process with him, and him showing us all these cuts. You know, I I've taken most of what he does. His was so meticulous that like he was, he would draw a line on a lot of the bones and like peel the the membrane off the bone with the meat, so that the bone would come out like white. That's crazy. Yeah, because he was trying to. There was so little meat on these pigs because yeah. there's so much fat. Like he had to preserve everything. And when I saw that, I. I I basically, we bought two piglets yeah. on that farm and drove them back to Maryland in a Volvo. And <laughs> like her, this girl that I was with, Brittany, her Volvo smelled like pigs for like three months. That's <laughs> hilarious, dude. But I was in. That yeah. was it. At dude, that point, awesome. I was. I went back and I was like, this is what I do. Yeah, And I just did it.
2: And that was during the time at Woodbury, correct?
0: Yeah, that was probably my second year there. And they realized
2: eventually that you could do this format strictly in another place right
0: so we so over over the next year or two we basically got to the point where the whole restaurant it was only whole animals yeah. so i was buying a beef like one steer a week i was doing like two or three pigs a week maybe two lambs maybe two goats ducks rabbits chickens all the fish was whole so we're getting whole swordfish whole tuna whole whole you know. Anything that basically from Cape May to Cape Hatteras was yeah. game.
2: And then they, so they realized then that this is where parts and labor came.
0: Right? Well, it evolved. Uh, I just happened to be the person that was so excited about it that I couldn't stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and Spike, I think, saw that and was like, I'm just going to let him go. I think he was like, not only was he into it and he recognized that it was the direction that we should go, but he was also like, if this, if this guy wants to go for it, let him, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And which was really cool. A lot of people wouldn't do that. It was expensive to do. If
1: he's a success, we're a success. If he's a failure, we're still successes. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah. I
0: mean, and, and, and it just, it blossomed mm-hmm. in a weird way and it just happened. And we got to the point where the whole restaurant, it was only whole animals and everything on the menu was from a whole animal. We weren't buying any cuts, no box meat, no vacuum sealed meat, nothing. And not only that, but it was the busiest restaurant in the city yeah. at that point. So it was a lot, there was a lot of processing, We had to figure out how to utilize everything. We had to make money off of everything and and having to do that in that kind of environment just turned into getting good at it. And then I just started thinking like I wanna have a butcher shop. Yeah. Which was maybe a little early. I mean there were other places doing it, but Baltimore, I don't know if they were really ready for it. The shop lasted, you know, four and a half years or so, almost five years. And it just I think financially there's just too too much. Just too much. I don't know if it's the space, yeah, or the or the or I was really location. expecting you to be
1: like, and that's when the heroin kicked in and we really fucked up. <laughs> <I laughs> We're in, in a dark hole, a much more interesting direction. <laughs> no, no, no. It's like, <laughs> and that's when I got caught with my pants <laughs> down. At yeah, the I time, I was going <laughs> through a lot with my ex-wife, and then, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they found it me in a drunken butts. stupor with a ham bone in my mouth <laughs> in the streets.
0: Um... It was amazing. We opened the butcher shop. That's fucking awesome. It's awesome to I learned to hear. how to make salami. I learned how to cure and age country hams and do like copas and lomo and you know, brisola and Lebanon bologna, which is really cool.
1: Knowing the caliber and the effort you can put into butchering, what do you think is your favorite meat to prepare and, you know, enjoy like plate-wise, like, like for plate, ta- like table fare? What you th- what's your favorite cut? And what's your favorite cut of meat to prepare? Uh, is pork like really a, a big heart? of your love i do really love
0: pork uh, butchering beef is uh mostly about fresh cuts okay. there's you know some value-added stuff that you can do for sure but yeah. Yeah. with pork just from like a versatility standpoint i mean so many great fresh cuts but but so many things that you can cure or age or you know, sausages from pork I, I don't really like i just feel like pork sausages mm-hmm. in my opinion are the best mm-hmm. um not to say that I don't love lamb sausage or duck sausage or, or you know, I'm not crazy about all beef sausages, honestly. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe a hot dog or something. But
1: yeah. Beef relies on fat for flavor. It's it's very, very, like, based on the level of the fat. It, it, really, I mean, think about it. The cuts of beef, you know. you Some people like a higher fat content. Some people like a lower fat content between like a filet or like a porterhouse yeah, or like a, sure. a brisket. Like but a, it
0: also has to do with where the muscle comes from on true. the animal.
1: Absolutely. So, I mean,
0: like a filet... Not only is it lean, but it also comes from a part of the animal that's not doing that much work. Yeah.
1: In a back loin. Talking
0: about like part of the round or part of the shoulder, Mm -hmm. the chuck, you know, then or the brisket, like there's flavor. What's really weird is that the flavors of different muscles are different. Yeah. And and you don't really realize that until you start cutting and cooking every single part and trying them next to each other. And then you're like, Well, how does the how does the flavor of the brisket taste so much different than a sirloin?
3: Yeah.
0: Or whatever. My favorite cut, I don't know if I have a favorite cut, but what I do love to, to do that a lot of people don't know about is the pork loin cap. To go in, we actually have some. But, fucking crazy. Um, what is that? Explain it. So at the top, closest to the shoulder, where okay. the pork loin ends, where like you. Like above it, the
1: Boston butt, like above that?
0: It's just below. So like Boston butt is shoulder. Mm-hmm. and then, And then. The next cut in the next area would be like the, the rib loin. Okay. So you're talking about rib like, chops. Okay. Okay. And on top, right next to the shoulder, there's a little cap that sits on top of the, of the rib loin. And when you peel it off, it's kind of a thin thing. It looks like kind of looks like a piece of pork belly almost. Okay. And it's got a thick fat cap on top. Trim it down a little bit to like, I don't know, maybe just over a quarter of an inch and then score it. And then do it real slow in a pan, the way you would cook a duck breast with fat side down. Cook it for like 20 minutes on, on low. Just let it render. Starts to almost comfy in its own fat, but then starts to fry. And the, all of the fat gets golden brown and crispy, mm-hmm. like super crispy. And you cook it almost the whole way on that one side, and then you turn it over, just kiss the meat side, baste it a little bit. And it's, I mean... It's like a cross between a pork chop and a duck breast. Dude, I like, like
1: what you guys do with pork belly in general here. <laughs> Dude, I, the first time I tried your pork belly here, I was like, man, this is like unlike any other pork belly it's I've even ever better. tried. Like it's, it's even better now. And it, 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 it seriously touches the palate in a different way than I've ever had pork belly because we love Korean barbecue. Oh, like, yeah. A I lot of times so. like, you get like a very so rudimentary good. basic version of pork belly.
2: The pork belly is even better now because he's using these, these pigs. So he's starting to break down these pigs every week here. Did it today. He's using the bellies from these heritage breed pigs. The uh berkaba The cross between the Berkshire and the Osaba. It's the Osaba the fucking crazy You explained it to me before. It's like the pigs that the Spanish brought on their way and dropped off in the Carolinas, is that what it was?
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's how I understand it to be. There's a lot of like history Oh, I mean early colonialism was spanish culture. I mean that was that was like the first people to settle the united states was like spanish people. I feel like it kind of makes sense like if you were on a voyage like that
0: and you wanted a guaranteed hunt it makes sense to drop a bunch of pigs off on mm-hmm. an island where yeah. you you could corner them.
2: I'm trying to start a softball team for the restaurant and call us the island hogs.
1: That's a good one. When I was doorie door the um majority of the people i was working with were mormons so they would migrate from like provo utah or wherever they were invited from and one of the guys that i worked with was from hawaii um i owe that guy money that's why <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, i bought a car from him and i still owe him 60 bucks like dude i bought a car from him the week he was leaving going back to hawaii dude, and i think I bought, you owe me money yeah whatever <laughs> <laughs> when i bought the car he, it uh, sounds like a really nice car though. I mean just yeah. him 60 bucks for it. It was oh, a twelve hundred dollar Toyota Solara. Yeah, and that thing's been the, gone. Been gone. Been, been I that. gave you a car after that. Yeah. So uh freaking his wife the week before he, like he's like, Oh yeah, just do a couple sales for me, I'll give you the car. I'm like, Down yeah, sounds good. Dude the couple sales for him. Like three days before he gave me the car, his wife like made a turn and the front headlight like, fell out and shattered. <laughs> so like he like uh it's I got like the car for him. Bucks yeah, but I was like uh, the last sixty bucks. I'm like, buddy, the light fell out. How about you just let me keep the sixty bucks? And he would send oh, me sixty dollars, six, not 600 uh, dollars. And uh, this thing
2: sounds like a fucking hoop,
1: dude. Yeah, and he would like <laughs> that's
2: a piece of shit. I drove Solari it back from Texas, like. dude. It was,
1: it was It was a Toyota Solara. It was a two door Solara. Picture my big ass in a two door like a- V6. <laughs> so I was ripping it. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I drove it all the way back from Fort Worth, Texas, all the way back to New Jersey. And uh I bought it for $1200 technically. What year? '02. Uh, sweet machine and a V6. Had some purr to it. I was low to the ground, getting mamas shit was eating. Yeah, this thing's a hoopty, dude. I uh This I, thing's a lemon. This is a
0: lemon. How How color sweet? was it? white. All white.
1: Ooh, white. All white. The
0: white Salara?
1: White Solora. Solara. Solara. <laughs> Whatever you want to say. Toyota Solara. Show a picture of it, Raymond. It sounds like a Toyota ensalada. Lettery. It's a piece of shit. It's
2: like a it's like a Camry. You know, it's just a sh- it's, piece. It's honestly, of shit car.
1: honestly 100% it was a 2-door Camry. They yeah. said that it was a Camry made on the same chassis yeah. but a 2-door design with a V6. Yeah.
2: Per- Percocet dealers drive. So
1: it was basically a race car. <laughs> Pretty sweet. I wanted to go fast. Yeah. I uh, I'll never forget bought the car the last day I knocked doors. I knocked on a person's door in a trailer park neighborhood where they didn't have doorknobs. And when I knocked on That's the door. it it's called, knocking doors. Yeah, I like yeah, knocking doors. I was out
2: back knocking
1: doors. I was, outdoor. I was out there <laughs> knocking the doors, <laughs> doing the hard work. So I was over there, right? This joint was talking to me. Now, um, I, uh, I knock on the door. This is almost sad, but like elderly couple. Kind of sad. Elderly couple taking care of their grandson who has like severe mental retardation. Aww. And like... <laughs> It's sad because, like, <laughs> I'm selling them a home security system with, like, a, a life alert button in it. And the husband wanted it. He's like, I just had, like, my third triple bypass. You know, my wife just wants to have a button. So if I keel over, they know I died in the back. Like, that's pretty much the explanation I'm getting. <laughs> Your have dead out back. <laughs> the grandson is, like, my age playing Xbox in the living room having, ten, like, temper tantrums. I'm like, oh, what the yeah. fuck is that's going really on? hard. And... I can't get God them to pass a credit card, like a credit check. They wouldn't pass a credit check. I call my manager. I tell him what's going on. He goes, well, they got their grandson there, right? He's an adult. I said, yeah. He's like, run his credit. I was like, dude, they don't even have a fucking doorknob. He's like, buddy, make the sale or don't make the sale. And that was the last day I ever knocked doors. Yeah, that's I went yes. back to the hotel. Christ. I said, buddy, I'm done doing this. You can go fuck yourself. Um, and I drove home the next day and the girl I was hooking up with at the time, she was from Yosemite, California. And like the week before we had, uh, worked together and sold a gay black dude in the hood, like a a house. His name was Reggie. Reggie was cool as hell. And he was like, yeah, I know you guys are kids. If you ever need some weed, let me know. And the day I left, I left, it was 11 o'clock at night. I got two cheeseburgers at steak and shake. I hit her up. I said, Shirley. I need some weed. Can you hit up Reggie? So I was like an hour and a half, two hours west of Texarkana, met gay Reggie in the hood. He hooked me up with like a half ounce for like 35 bucks with some Reggie, mm. rolled a couple of blunts over in Texarkana, and drove that Toyota Solar all the way back to New Jersey. Wow. Fucking. He said adios. He's like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> the guy was like, man, where's Shirley? I'm like, she lives back in California. He's like, yeah, they're such a sweet couple. I'm like, yeah, I'm never going to see that girl. Uh, are ever you talking, again. About <laughs> talking about Big Shirley? talking about big, big Shirley. <laughs> yeah, for being a Shirley, she wasn't a Big Shirley. Really? You, you'd picture me with a Big Shirley, but... she's a little Shirley. A little Spanish Shirley. <laughs> That's funny. Damn, my heart
0: just goes out to those old
1: people. I know. Dude, it broke my heart. Seriously, I I made a life-changing decision there. I was like... I'm drawing the line. You guys are bad people. <laughs> and I like hung up the phone, and they were like, "All right, cool. We canceled your hotel tomorrow, so get out." <laughs> like, Dude, that's so messed up. Yeah, I drove let's home. fuck that. That's poor people. Yeah, that's life, guys. You know. And now that, we're that in sandwiches is, that and is poor. Yeah, I complain about being poor.
0: That's poor. Yeah, being like an elderly couple with like no credit and a trailer with no door handle with a disabled. With a, Disabled, like, you know, special needs grandson the parents you can probably like te- couldn't handle, so the grandparents took him in, like that's insane. Yeah, yeah. it I mean, was oh, our, wait. our parents help out with Oh, I left
1: this childhood. neighborhood in tears. Like, I can't believe I just wasted this entire summer here for this to be the end of it. You know what uh, I mean? Like so <laughs> yeah. But I ripped some mad doinks on the way home and stopped yeah. at Virginia Tech, I mean, got fucked up with my boy. that might apartment. be the only way to do it. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> on my way home, I went to a Virginia Tech football game. Like, I, I, on my way home, my buddy lived there. I stopped, went to a Virginia Tech football game, got fucked up, and then went home from there. And I was like, oh, that was a good ending that. This is my family I haven't seen for seven months. <laughs> Let's bring it back and get a little happier. But
2: George went to Auburn.
1: Did you? Yeah. You're part of the War Eagle? Uh, <laughs> what year?
0: What well, year? What? Did you I go, go there? Yeah. <laughs> I, I went there in two thousand and left there in two thousand five. The last five years, few, nice, no degree, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> dude, I was so <laughs> far you. from a degree. I was the last two years was just me. Just <laughs> chilling. You're just hanging. You're like, me, like You walking, gotta go. Trying to figure out like, am I, am I gonna keep living?
1: You Guys butcher hogs here.
0: <laughs> I, yeah, no, I failed miserably I at hear college. You, but uh, yeah, two two years. I just hung was it. Out.
1: Was it a cool school, Auburn?
0: No. No. I mean, depends on who you talk to. I guess I I was not part of it
3: i was gonna say did
1: you have a college experience you were an you really outsider just go there? i had
0: a, yeah i was definitely an outsider i mean you're talking about like a skateboarding like
1: i picture you with Spicoli hair i'm telling you with what Spicoli's hair like Spicoli from rich uh, fast times at ridgemont high oh wow he's like got your like reddish blondish hair and then just longer
0: uh I had all kinds of weird hair, and that was probably part of the problem. But nice. the, Auburn was more of like a. At this point, I don't know what it was like in the past because my whole family went there, but it was like a fraternity, very fraternity-driven, in the like pink polo shorts, like penny loafers, like type of type of way. You're woken up the guys with their collars yeah. popped, like you guys like pigs yeah. and shit. What's up? Collars <laughs> popped. I, I was like not in the same. You know, they were like. I don't know. It just it's they
2: were just goobers.
0: It just didn't mesh with me. But but what I did find there was a was a group of people, kind of the people that weren't in the college, that just lived there. <laughs> <laughs> those the transients, the, the workers. Those are the people that yeah, kind of <laughs> the, lawn, the the janitors, the people that mowed lawns and stuff. Like <laughs> those were the people I really did connect with. with cool. Were uh, people that weren't in the college, and then I I kind of did start to like mesh with the. The actual people that live there, and I, and then I then I felt at home, but the college experience there for me was not a thing. It's just crazy, dude.
2: It's just like, especially being into sports, college football. It's like to one be of, around that. Yeah, it's like the pinnacle of. It's yeah, one of the places when I would love to be around. Like when I was
0: younger, me and my dad watched college football together religiously.
2: Mm. Yeah, but they were nine and three that year.
1: Tigers. was the quarterback player? See. That was probably five years before came out. head
2: coach Tommy Tuberville.
0: Tuberville, yeah, he's Tuberville. <laughs> He is a very right wing. Top supporter. I bet. Support I bet. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean they they did well different years. I mean they've done well different times. Mm-hmm. But I didn't go. I didn't go to a single football game. That is
2: there. absolutely fucking five insane. Years. That's insane. That's insane,
0: <laughs> I kind of it was kind of like a rebellion against the whole place. Yeah. I just gave up on football when I was like a kid. I tried, to, I tried to play football for a year and it didn't work out for me.
2: Yeah, Brandon Cox. Yeah, two in two thousand five, two thousand seven. I remember that guy. He was twenty nine. He wasn't twenty nine. That was his, his record. <laughs> Three and o against
1: Alabama. Interesting. Must've been a bad year for Nikki. <laughs> That's crazy. George, we asked you a lot of questions. Do you have any questions for us before we get to wrapping this up?
0: I did. Now, I can't remember any of them,
1: but <laughs> how do you get your pants on? You use butter or you use pam? <laughs> I know you were curious- you were curious about
2: you were curious about comedy the other day,
1: yeah, so you do comedy yeah. i uh I actually have my first show this weekend, so this episode will come out after, but I'm doing my first show up in Massachusetts this weekend i um
0: like a stand up thing
1: I do open my comedy. I've been doing open my comedy since August on my twenty seventh birthday last June. I decided I wanted to do it first night I ever went out for comedy. I signed up. I, I go to an open mic. I'm like ten minutes late. Most comedy is like, you know, people are late. You sign up for a list. People go up. Doesn't matter if you're a couple minutes late. I showed up to this place. I was ten minutes late. The kid was like, Oh, you wanna sign up? I'm like, Yeah, he's like, you ever done comedy before? I said, No. He's like, Ah, oh, list's full, man. So I sat there and watched. A couple months later I finally got to go first, and then it's just been like a, a really like a I love affair with comedy christina knows i'm infatuated with it because i love fishing i have my hobbies and like the one thing is like i love comedy now And it, to be honest with you i travel a lot for a living it's hard to stay in a hotel all the time i miss my family a lot and a lot of the distraction that i use is going out in comedy but i very much love comedy performing arts you know we love music we're both very musically yeah, inclined and absolutely talented in that realm and i like performing i for my job that i do for a living i'm a teacher and i present and Um, it comes naturally for me to, you know, get up and present and have fun with people and hold court. So I've been doing a lot. I've probably done like 140, 150 mics since August and, you know, Monday through Thursday, I'll go out, I'll try and hit one mic a night, go out and tell dick jokes and (laughs) go back, (laughs) eat bad food. So how is it like, what hard part for me is I have a level of anonymity that allows me to have freedom, but it also does not do me any favors when it comes to getting booked. Because yeah, right, I true. come in Monday through Friday, I leave, on thir- like leave on Friday mornings and stuff. And I get invited to shows on the weekends that I can't make because I'm going home now. I'm not going to stay another extra day away from my family, just do a show. So I've said no to a lot of those. And uh, recently, a guy asked me if I wanted to do a show this weekend when I'm home all week. So it kind of allows me to be home, see the family, be around, and go do the show. She was going to come with me, but it's going to be a 9 o'clock show. So it's yeah. kind of hard to bring my out of question yeah bring her and the baby it doesn't really work especially if it's a three and a half hour drive so um i've been turning down shows i just got offered a show in portland this past weekend i couldn't do i got offered other shows in western massachusetts and connecticut i couldn't do i finally was like hey this is it someone offered me like a show and i have some time and i called christina i was like hey can i do the show and she's like yeah do it let's do it let's oh, start let's awesome. have a try so i wouldn't be able to do this without her support honestly but it's my first show this coming Saturday. This episode will come out after it, and I'm really excited. I
0: love, I love comedy. I love stand-up, and I just love the direction in which a lot of like, uh, like comedians have decided to just fucking say, fuck it, and That's I don't give a fuck about yeah. your stupid like sensitivities and all the shit that we have to try to work around as far as mm-hmm. what we can and can't say. Like, yeah, but it's that it's is about what comedy is about. Is it
2: funny or is it not funny? That's literally that's it. That's it. That's the
0: expectation yeah, but that, too. Except that except that there are so many people out there, everybody has their little sensitivities, and there's and you could say one wrong thing, and suddenly that person hates what you're what you're doing. Of course, it's like first of, of all, me and Raymond actually. I listen to comedians that like I don't necessarily agree with everything they're saying, no. but it's it's no. comedy. Yeah. I'm not gonna like Write a letter or like satire, walk out of satire. a show. Like, come on, give me a break. Yeah. Like, are we really that sensitive these days? It's ridiculous. Yeah.
1: Humor is humor. And that's why the, the statement people make is, what, you don't have a sense of humor? Yeah. The sense is, is that it doesn't have to be your opinions or your jokes. Is it laughable? Is it funny? Do you find comedy in it? Yeah. And if someone's laughing at you,
0: it might be okay. Sometimes it's okay to get made fun of.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Look at me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's like...
2: You know, I <laughs> certainly this know was, what it's like to be made fun of. This was an amazing episode, honestly, having Georgia with us. but fun. I had fun. We didn't even cover any ground. That's all right. We can so do it again. Yeah, but that's the
1: thing. When we do this, there's an effort we that we put into. We need to be into, eating some. Why the yeah. fuck are we not eating huggies right now? So, <laughs> we will. After this, we should eat some. There's an effort that we put into, like, making our topics for the week and going over stuff, and then we have to pull stuff up. But, again, organic episode like this, it's incredible. It means the world to me and raymond it's worth its weight in gold and i really Uh, appreciate this george seriously it's it's been a fun episode
2: and you can find you can find this place on york road 5800 york road
0: uh thanks ray
2: in uh what's this neighborhood called govins govins it's in goodness. the north of Baltimore, right north on the Baltimore. edge of Baltimore City.
1: If you're in the city of Baltimore and you really like meat, you love you know smoked meats, or you really are just looking for something that's not the same place. We're not looking for the same steaks. We're not looking for the same cuts of meat. If you're looking for something that's really going to rock your socks and obviously you know give you an opportunity to open your palate, you really should stop by here and meet George Marsh and his family that he has here. Oh, Seriously, thanks. they have a great restaurant going here. <laughs> Raymond, yeah. Raymond lives in this motherfucker. Yeah. Raymond's their sweet boy. Ray. Also,
0: Ray, thank you so much for pull, pulling through for yeah, this dude. last weekend, dude.
1: I, I will say this completely as like a good person on the outside. Raymond's interview with you and offering him an opportunity and to see where it's led for him, it's an awesome thing to see. I can't... Ah, I, can't dude, I can't. fucking Ray's a hard worker, man. Thank you. Just to see <laughs> it's someone not, invest that effort into somebody that I love so much. It wasn't, an, it wasn't an investment for us. Ray... Ray. <laughs> You gonna cry right now? I'll cry. <laughs>
0: no, I mean Ray's like <laughs> I think we should all cry. I fucking love you. Dude. No, Ray, I mean no. Ray has been solid from day one.
2: Dude, I told George before the places that wouldn't hire me in this city, I applied everywhere. No way. Everywhere. The shitholes that wouldn't hire me.
0: That's insane. Like, you guys don't want to hire this guy? He was shoveling chicken shit like a year ago. <laughs> Do you have any idea how much chicken shit this guy can shovel? <laughs> and eat. That if, if somebody told me that and they were like, this guy can shovel two tons of chicken shit a day. I'd been like, he's chicken If you can seen shovel that much never chicken seen. shit, he's fucking hired.
2: Let's throw out some tags and where we're at on socials and whatnot. But George is on Instagram, his his restaurant's called Heritage Smokehouse. You can find him there. Then Dequan's over at Dequan Loves Meatballs. Mm-hmm. That's his tag. It's a pretty good one. I love and it. And then you can find me at meatballs next time. Ray underscore Brooks, B-R-O-O-X. And then the show, the last of all, the show is at 555 Let Me Call You Back. And I think this was an exceptional episode, but you yep. have a great day. Yep.
1: Thank you, George. We really yeah, appreciate you being guys. a part of it. And hopefully we have you on again soon. Thank you, everyone. We really appreciate your interest and your support, and we'll see you again in the future. Don't forget about that phone number we have. I'd love to hear your dad jokes, your dad tips, your karaoke, and your fat jokes, Call Me Fat. And Raymond, what's that number you got there for us, pal?
2: 215-360-3451. You can call us, leave us a message, or text us.
1: That's the uh, 555
0: hotline, guys. Well, I got, I got somebody that could leave you a message. <laughs> George. I mean,
2: dude, George has a voicemail <laughs> with like a hundred a hundred left voicemails on it, and
1: we should go through it on I yeah, <laughs> just review should. them. Yeah. I hope it's people harassing you. Like, you think you're good at pork chops? <laughs> I think we should go make some hoagies. <laughs> Christina wants a hoagie. <laughs> I think it's hoagie time. You hungry, hon? Yeah, she is. Look at her. She's smiley. <laughs> She's like, i could eat. Thanks a lot, guys. See you next time. See you guys. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. We would really appreciate the support. Find us on Instagram at 555 Let Me Call You Back and on Facebook at the Let Me Call You Back podcast. You can find comedian Declan Brooks on Instagram at Declan Loves Meatballs. See you next time.